On this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, we have a big week of Badger basketball action. Dive into big wins over Michigan, over Minnesota. Uh, a little, little off-the-court news to get into, as well as big week for our NFL dream stars to come true with the NFL Combine. Everyone's getting their workout on in underwear. And, of course, everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right, let's start the show. All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. And Casey, this is March. Are you ready? We did it. We had to wait a whole other day, which uh, I'm probably the first person to make that observation. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I had to make a leap year. Um, I feel like it should be more special than it is. Doesn't, you know just came and went uh i saw i I did see on facebook uh a a high school friend had they had leap year shirts i think that'd be fun just get a shirt you bust out once every four years that would be fun uh but other than that it just came and went and now we're in march um and this this is march i don't know this is march do you know anyone born on leap year i don't you know like five now they always make the joke five years old um that's i don't either that is a fun trick i do like that like i'm actually just you know one-fourth of my age because I was born in a leap year. That's a fun little trick. It's uh, a fun I, little game. I like when they do that. I like when they do that. I don't know. Marlon, for next leap year, we have four years uh, <laughs> to plan this, but let's cu- let's try and come up with make it a little bit more special than just like, oh, no, one day later for March, and that stinks because I like college basketball. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got four years to work on a bit. Four years <laughs> to work on that content. We'll get, stay, stay tuned. We were get, we'll get right on it. Um yeah, that's that's about it. I, I this is good. I came into this intro and I was like, I don't have anything to say. And then I remembered it was leap year, and then we rolled with that. How are you doing, Marla? What's up? What's up? Yeah. What's up with you? Dude. Yeah, this this is March. So yeah. what do I do? Uh first fifty degree day. Oh spring cleaning. Spring cleaning. Yeah. Just you know, that's all great. the all the fun stuff. Clean out the garage. Do do all the stuff around Ooh. the house. Didn't so I didn't even want to open the garage. I did not even want to open the garage. <laughs> I knew that would be uh, that would just take my afternoon, so I just kept it close. Um, we did go to a park though. Ooh, yes, yeah. did do the park. Yeah, we the went park out. It was banging today. We uh, looked on um, Google to see, kind of see where to park and where the, the walking trails are. Not that it was, you know, we've been there, but just whatever. Yeah. Um, and it was like. They had a little graph of like when people were there. I don't know if you've seen this on on things. And it was like there are an unusual number of people <laughs> at the park today. <laughs> the graph was like twice as high as it normally was at 10 o'clock. Uh, but we were there trying to take in that sun even though we were still mostly covered because it was only like 50 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Analytics, man. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, they were there. They were ready. So that's All it. right. That's what's going on. Let's jump into some. Badgers basketball, Marlo, and yeah. let's go all the way back, if you can remember it, to, when was it, Wednesday, Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. Big game at Michigan. Uh, Badgers win 81-74 behind a, uh, really, a point guard battle, that, uh, the likes of which I haven't seen 
in a while. But Demetric Trice led the way for Wisconsin with 28 points, uh, not to be outbested by Xavier Simpson, who had 32 career high, I think, for each of them. Uh, and that was really the story of the game. I think uh, Trice with some timely shots uh, and Wisconsin with a big lead in the second half, let it whittle it down and then extended it and just really held on to win uh, 81-74. I think 80, that's a little generous scoreline. Wisconsin made some free throws down the end because it was about a two-point game What with a minute, minute and a half left. Yep. Uh, but won another close one and a big one on the road. Big win on the road. Um, they say basketball is a game of... Oh, don't even know what I was going to say. They say basketball is a game of... Fuck. Of something. Shots. Been. Inches. <laughs> miles. <laughs> Bouncing. Oh, jumping. Oh, man. <laughs> um, runs. No. Streets. Runs. Uh, there we go. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. It's a game of the runs. Yeah. <laughs> it's a game of the runs. Well, anyways, this game <laughs> was the epitome of that. <laughs> Especially in the second half, Wisconsin going to have time down or up ten. Yeah, immediately dwindle that lead, build another lead, then dwindle that lead like you talked about. Yeah, um, and then obviously end up finishing the game. So, uh, yeah, so like I said, great win on the road at Michigan. Of course, it didn't look that good because Michigan just lost second in the row. But we're not going to yeah. talk about that. No, uh, that's fine. Yeah, no, it, it's good. Hey, I was watching that Michigan Ohio State game, and I was like. I don't care. We beat both of these teams, and that was a weird feeling because that's that how I was feeling watching most of the Big Ten this year. Uh, but yeah. watching this game, it was like, well, if Michigan loses or if Michigan wins, that makes our road win better. But we beat Ohio State twice, so it's like, ah, right. you win yeah. either way. So, yeah, down at the end of the season here, yeah, it really doesn't. It's kind of hard to have those kind of rooting interests. Yeah, uh, of either way. So, yeah, like I said, good game, loved it, uh, entertaining. Uh, watching, watching Trice yeah. break out for 28 was was fantastic. He was feeling it from all over the court uh, and also with the dribble drive and also making some good decisions as a point guard as well. So, yeah, daps to that. Yeah, Trey, he, had a, he had a great game. He almost threw it away, though, at the end when he, he missed two front ends on, on one and ones, yes. uh, which was brutal and made the game uh, closer than it needed to be down the stretch. He could have iced the game there. Uh, but I guess when you're you know, offensively carrying the team throughout the game. Cause as you mentioned, it wasn't just the 28 points. It was him initiating essentially everything on offense, uh, yeah. in, in the game. Uh, so I, I, I don't, bl- cause we won, I don't blame him for it. And if we lost, I probably would have, I would have blamed him for some of the missed free throws, but, uh, I, 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 I'll let it slide because we ended up winning. <laughs> nice. So we, uh, it was, End up getting that game in the road. Anything else in that game? Yeah, no, I thought it was a really interesting game plan in uh, by Greg Gard in this game. We talked about Z- uh, Xavier Simpson. Uh, I almost forgot his name because I forgot he spells it with the Z. Xavier with the Z, kind of weird. Um, had 32 points, and really they just guarded him one-on-one and didn't help on any time he penetrated, and they guarded the three-point line, um, which I thought was a very interesting strategy and end up working right but uh they kind of said xavier simpson you get your points if you're dribbling you're handling handling the ball we're gonna stay outside because the best version of michigan is xavier simpson passing the ball to somebody who's open for three and wisconsin essentially just said we're not letting you get open threes they ended up finishing the game three of ten michigan did from three points 
Yeah. Well, only obviously that's thirty percent. That's easy, quick math. Um, Look at you. But only attempting ten three pointers is an amazingly low number uh, for the for this Michigan team, and that was, I think, a, a concerted effort in the game plan, uh, and was frustrating at times to watch <laughs> because as you're watching Simpson just get you know layup or short basket after short basket, you know, kind of pulling your hair out. But knowing that Michigan kind of thrives on that three point shot. And, you know, making runs like Wisconsin does, right, where they make two, three, three-pointers in a row, and all of a sudden it's a close game is uh, opened up and they have a big lead. We didn't let Michigan do that. Uh, we didn't let them go on those runs uh, with that. And I thought it was a really interesting game plan and, and ended up paying off. That's so uh, yeah. Yeah, awesome guard or, or earning his paycheck. I meant to go back. I meant to go back and look at Michigan uh, attempted uh, three pointers uh, per game, but I didn't. So uh, let's see if we can do that now. Um, anyway, we beat Michigan. That was fun. Another yep. quad one win, Marlo. We now have eight quad one wins on the season, which is the most. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, eight quad one wins, <laughs> which is the <laughs> most uh, of any Big Ten team. Uh, nice. At least it was when we beat Michigan uh, on Thursday. So uh, another another solid victory with that win, despite what no, may yeah. or may not have happened. Yeah, t- today with Michigan, F- I think fifth top twenty five win. Where'd that hat come from? I don't know. Um, yeah. We can talk about that narrative in a minute. But as we fall into the Minnesota game, which just just recently finished up. Yeah, yeah. Get on right after um, the. Juices are flowing a little bit from that game. It was uh, obviously a close game uh, down the stretch there. Um, yeah, Wisconsin. I keep saying holds on, and I don't. I don't know if that's an accurate take. Did it, felt like they hold, held on here. They had a what twelve point lead early in the second half. Uh, ended up winning by a mere two points, seventy one to sixty nine. Um, lost the lead a little bit there towards the end of the second half. I said last five minutes, but held on. Uh, executed yeah. down the stretch, had a big stop. Uh, let's start first, I guess, Marla, with the Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, maybe we would all just went a little crazy because it was over 50 degrees and started handing out Hawaiian shirts. Uh, <laughs> it seems like a very Wisconsin thing. How did you feel on those Wisconsin shirts, and would you wear uh, Wisconsin shirts? Hawaiian shirts, uh, and would you wear them? Okay, I, I was trying to figure out the whole game without Googling or going to Twitter what the hell was going on <laughs> with the Hawaiian shirts uh, in the student section, and I couldn't figure it out. It's, uh, um, it's great restraint by you, Marlo, to not yeah, no, I was, go I was to the internet. Gonna, I, was, I was like, well, you know how like, when you get mad, it's like, you're like, this is my team. I yeah. like, live here. I should like <laughs> Something should click where I know what is going on, and I just never did yeah. uh, the whole time. And I'm just like, all right, I guess they're just wearing, you know, they're doing what they do. Um, which is now, yeah, it's the area red, right? That's what they're called now. Sure. Um, but would I wear the shirt? No, I'm not a Hawaiian <laughs> shirt guy. Looking around my closet right now, I don't have anything resembling. I have like a Hawaiian Christmas shirt that I'll bust yeah. out Chris for a Christmas party. There you go. Um, but that's about it on the Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. Now I, there have been multiple times where I'm like, I would wear a Hawaiian shirt right now, but I've never like <laughs> sought one out. I suppose if I went to a game and they handed me a free shirt, yeah. I, I suppose I would wear it for the game, but I I don't know that it would last very long in my closet. I'm, I'll need to get a better close-up on, on one to see what it what it looked like, but it was a kind of weird 
interesting free giveaway that I couldn't figure out. And then they were kind of like, oh, they just gave them out before they gave them the student section. I was like, well, there you go. That's it. That's kids it? get kids getting free stuff. When I was in college, my God, any free shirt, just yeah. give it to me. I'm taking any free shirt. Uh, <laughs> these days, I'm almost. Were you, you were the you were the guy who had like ten credit cards because they gave away shirts. No, you just uh, you just use a fake name. You just, <laughs> I don't need to get the credit card. Just you know, suck, give a fake name and they give you the shirt anyway. They don't check that before they give you the free shirt. Um, but yeah, was definitely in college. I probably would have probably would have worn it, and you know that I guess says. Kind of the, who I was in college. Uh, all right. Anyway, back to the game, Marlo. Uh, on the defensive end, very frustrating game, I think, from a, the of Wisconsin defensive standpoint. Uh, and this was my concern going into the game. Uh, it it uh, harkens back to the first matchup against Minnesota. We could not stop the car or Turo pick and roll, and we couldn't again today. Uh, Turo ended up with 26 points. Uh, and I th- what did Carr end up with? He had 21 uh, so they combined for a 47 of Minnesota 69, and it seemed like every time they needed a basket, every time Wisconsin needed a stop, they went to the high pick and roll, and they got a basket with those two uh, the whole game. And it was incredibly frustrating to watch, uh, but we got a stop when we needed, which we'll talk about in a minute. But, um, yeah, God, okay. it was just – we couldn't stop it. Could not stop it. And I, I was thinking the whole time – I mean, the first game against Minnesota up at the barn, we got waxed. Mm. Um, I, you know, Minnesota sands an almost or a close loss to Maryland the other day has not played well, good basketball. And yeah. I just kept wondering like, why, why, why is this, why is this game so close? And why can't we play Minnesota? Like, like, well, like above what we're, we have been, especially with this, this win streak we have going on. We've been playing pretty good basketball, right? Yep. And I know, and then Carl and Artura, like Artura is a beast. He's, yeah. he's just, he's, he's good. Um, just all around, uh, but still, it just seemed like I don't. I just couldn't put my finger on what they were, what they were doing that would be able to stop those two. Yeah. But why is it the Wisconsin team that's like? Why are we having so much trouble with it? And everyone else seems to figure it out. Yeah. Well, I think the amount of times that the announcer said that was a high difficulty shot that a Toro or a car just made it had to yeah. be. Uh, close to the double digits. I mean, I think they were making some very tough shots. Uh, yep. I think we gave them some easy shots, to be fair. But I think they're making some tough shots where it sort of just chucks it at the backboard and it bounces off the backboard, off the front of the rim, up and in. It seemed like that happened three or four times. Uh, I think if those don't go, it's a different game. That's easy to say, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But we also still in this game seemed hesitant to help off of that weak side on the, the pick, and, uh, pick and roll. So the defenders stayed guarding so the other guard stayed on the three-point shooter instead of helping down pinching down on car on the drive and then on the the uh, strong side Arturo driving I, I don't know if the defenders just hung too long with car or we needed somebody else to drop and help but we weren't getting back to Arturo when he got the ball and I, look I think that's kind of the bread and butter for Minnesota so it makes sense that they went to it so much and it makes sense that it was successful because Outside of that, I don't know what the heck their offense was in this game. Yeah, they didn't seem able to create much outside of this. So, um, it, I guess it makes sense that this was effective because it seems like what they do the most. Uh, and I guess if you think about Wisconsin on the other end, right? Like we're sometimes to a frustrating extent relying far too much on the Trice Potter, uh, you know, high screen. Yeah. yeah. Um, but 
we ended up stopping it when we needed to. I guess down the stretch, let's just get to down the stretch. It was a close game. Pritzel hit some big threes, hit some big free throws. That shouldn't be overlooked. Uh, but at the end of the game, when it really came down to it, a great uh, out-of-timeout play by guard. They ran a high pick-and-roll with uh, Trice and Reavers. Reavers uh, popped out of the out of the pick, and two defenders went with him, leaving Aleem Ford wide open on a back cut uh, for the dunk to go up. Was it by one at the point? At that by point, by one Marlo? at the point. We yeah, up. by one at that point. Yep. So then we on the other end, they got the ball into Oturo one on one against Rivers, a matchup that we lost consistently throughout the game. But Rivers was able to get a block in this uh, in this instance. Just great defense by Rivers, um, and we hold on to win. A couple of free throws exchanged both ways. Uh, Better's going to win seventy one sixty nine. But that kind of end of game execution. That play to get forward the dunk and Reavers on the defensive end one on one against the Toro when it really mattered uh, was what won the game and was the difference uh, and just a great way to execute down the stretch. Yeah, I, again, I mean, it's good to see winning the close games down the stretch, executing some things. Although I know we're leading the Big Ten right now in free throws, uh, but we mentioned Michigan. We missed or Trice missed the front yeah. end of some one on ones. We had some big missed free throws here down the stretch too. Yep, that would have that would have made it you know more possession games and not as close as as it looked. But at the end of the day, we made the we made the play that we need to at the end uh, to to seal that victory, and that's all you could really ask for. Counterpart, Marlo, maybe yes, maybe Potter missed those two free throws right. on purpose because he knew uh-huh. Minnesota didn't have a play and would dribble out the clock. It's a bold <laughs> strategy, Marlo. It's a bold strategy, bold strategy. and I'm working out. He could have just made two free throws. The game would have been over. <laughs> but he missed how much, both of them. Oh, how much? He's a ninety percent free throw with, shooter. Yeah, when he misses that, and they're dribbling towards the net for like a, a half court heave. Like I had so much flashbacks of like Florida. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, or just yeah. I I was so nervous for those. Two well, seasons. this whole game, uh, you know, a friend of the program, Big Cat. Not really a friend of the program, but we we <laughs> follow him on Twitter. Uh, he was. He had. <laughs> he had a three-team teaser or whatever. He bet three teams. Wisconsin was the last team that needed to win, and so yeah. the whole time he's just like, you know, hands over his head, like there's going to be a crushing loss in this game, <laughs> and that kind of seeped into my subconscious. And I'm like, yeah. the way this is going, there's going to be some crushing loss, and that how it played up. Ford missing uh, front end of a one and ones. Potter missing the last two as a ninety percent free throw shooter. Uh, it was setting up for it, and I had a moment. Uh, where where I thought I thought it was gonna happen, uh, but luckily luckily it didn't. But uh, I, there was no there was there was no way. I don't know. Uh, in this game, the uh, Davison led the way, twenty points. Kind of took over when he needed to, and then tr- other times tried too hard and turned the ball over. Uh, we should say in this game, Badgers only had five turnovers, one in the first half. Um. So I think I kind of say here at the end of the first half, I'm like, how are we winning this game? We're shooting like 30% from the field. Um, and then at the end of the half, they committed their first turnover. And I was like, oh, that's why we're actually protecting the ball. Ended up with five uh, on the game. I, I just wanted to point out the, the way in which we protected the ball there. But Davis on the way uh, with 20 points. So he broke the streak of, I think it was five games in a row where a different Badger player had led the team in scoring uh, against Ohio State. It was Pritzel. Nebraska, Davison, Ford against Purdue, Potter against Rutgers, Trice against Michigan, and now Davison again. So that streak is broken, Marlo. Um, but yeah, needed, needed I mean, those that's points. Pretty, points. It's a pretty fabulous streak, considering we only play eight players. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
It would have been it would have been hard to get a a a sixth player to do that. It would have had to be what uh, Wall or Anderson. Uh, yeah. Reavers. It could have been Reavers. It could have been Reavers. Should have. Sure. I don't know. Do we need to have a conversation about Reavers, Marlo? He's still <laughs> the team leading scorer. He had six points today. Felt largely invisible throughout the game until the last play. Yeah, until yeah, until the last play. I mean, like you said, Arturo was having his way on the yeah. on our defensive end. Yeah, and this offensive offensively, I don't I don't know if he wasn't getting position, but the ball wasn't going through him, so he wasn't able to get it down low or yeah. do his little pip uh pick and pop um at the corner there or the the top of the key. Yep. Uh, that was where for him it seemed that Potter was much more effective in the lane. Uh, being able to create space, which allowed him to go uh, shoot that outside shot as well. So yeah, I don't know. I we we might need to have a coming to. to I need to check the tape. Is what yeah. I need to do. I need to go well, back, check the tape, and see where Reavers is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a little worried. Although uh, I do think that he's kind of had games like this. He's kind of come in and out and then come back. It doesn't seem to affect him, right? His next game performance isn't affected by this game. Uh, so I think. I'm not worried overall, but it's kind of becoming a trend, right? Where he was in foul trouble against Michigan, didn't have a lot of points. In this game, uh, I guess a little bit of foul trouble, but just seemed ineffective. Maybe it's a matchup. Otoro's a nightmare, I think, against both of our bigs uh, defensively. Uh, so, I don't know. Something to keep our eye on, I think, I think going forward. Um, but I, at the end, Marlo, good quad two win over Minnesota. Uh, keep hopes alive. We're now somehow only one game back in the Big Ten. I feel kind of Unreal. guilty for rooting for uh, Maryland over Minnesota now last week, but uh, or in the middle of the week. But I was there doing that uh, just because I can't. I don't like when Minnesota wins sport, sporting events. Uh, one game back in a three-way tie for second place with Michigan State, Illinois, and ourselves. Uh, with an Iowa win over Penn State, they're now a game back. Of Wisconsin in what would that be sixth place, fifth place, tied for fifth place. Uh, so there you go. What's the what's our scenarios here for getting that that fourth seed for the tournament, the double buy? Well, last I saw, um, we were at the three seed, or we, we were the three seed. Uh, it was it was us. I think it was Penn State at two, us at three, Michigan State at four. So I can't imagine that we've moved back since then, seeing as we've only won games. Um, but it seems like we have uh, the tiebreakers over Illinois, Michigan State, uh, based on my recollection of seeing that bracket. Uh, I think it was during during the Michigan game. So we should be uh, a top. I mean, we're in the top four now, uh, looking pretty good to get that double buy and be a top four seed. And I think the tiebreakers are in our favor. Um among among all these teams, although I don't know how we would have had the tiebreaker over, over Illinois, but it must have been when a lot of teams are tied. It's probably a little different, right? Than just head to head. Yeah. yeah. All right. Feeling pretty good. Well, it's looking pretty good, good for the top four by, especially as we look at next week. Let's skip ahead in our notes, Marlo, to, to next week, and yep. then we can talk about some off court stuff there. Uh, next week we host Northwestern. Uh, oh, I wanted to segue uh, into talking about Nebraska. We'll do that when we talk about Kobe King. Uh, I messed up my own plan here. But, Just giving uh, it all away. Giving it all away. 
giving it all away. <laughs> the keys. Spoiler, we're going to talk about Kobe King in a moment. Uh, <laughs> North, uh, host Northwestern on Wednesday. Uh, three, four. No, is that Thursday? That is Wednesday. Um, who won their first game in 12 Big Ten games nice. uh, against Nebraska today. Uh, and then we finished the season at Indiana. Ooh, 11 a.m. That's very early. Um, Damn. It's 11 a.m. Noon. noon for Indiana. Noon for right? Indiana. Also early for them. Yeah. At Indiana. That's the season. I can't believe it, Marlo. It's March. I know it's March, but my God. March. It snuck up on us. We only have two conference games left. Feels, it's tournament time. Feels crazy. Feels crazy. Um, I guess talking about next, next week, got to beat Northwestern. I don't – I mean – Right, there's you have to. You have I don't to. want to say there's not a world in which I see us losing Northwestern because it's us versus Northwestern, and in all sports that has a checkered <laughs> checkered pass. Uh, but it's luckily this one is at the Cole Center. It feels like one we should get, and then at, at Indiana, uh, I still don't know what to make of this Indiana team. It's a road game, so you kind of you got to think Indiana has the edge as far as that goes. But um, Indiana loses to. Uh, Purdue Illinois, this Purdue. week in Illinois today. I don't know. Yeah. Feel like I feel like they're both winnable. Northwestern much so more than Indiana. Uh, but I think we kind of sat here, Marlo, at the beginning of uh, this kind of last four stretch. So we sat here last week and said, if you split these next four, feeling pretty good about it. We've already won our two. Should win. So again, we'll see here. If we split these, we feel pretty good about it. Um, I think that's how I'm going into this. Uh, although if we lose Northwestern, I'm going to pull my hair out. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I'm just, I don't know if we're at the point where I feel like I don't, like I was talking about before, I think we had five wins over ranked teams. Yep. I saw the graphic come up today. I was like, where did that come from? I think I, I the first part of the season, like this part of the season, has not caught up to what I saw in the first part of the season. Right. Uh, as far as output from this team, I know my, Michael Potter has made a difference, um, but you know we lost Kobe King. We we're talking about here in a minute. We gained Michael Potter, <laughs> Potter, and Michael Potter, Michael Potter. Um, <laughs> you know, and this team has just been chugging along, and I think for the most part, correct me if I'm wrong, but very quiet, quietly outside of us here. Yeah, have been stacking up games and climbing up through the Big Ten. Yeah, no, it, for sure. I, I we're on a six game win streak in the Big Ten. We were sitting at six and six uh, six games ago. I don't know, was that like a month ago? Uh, and it just seems surprising that we're here. Uh, Wisconsin. Uh, somebody went out and did this. Paul Saban, follow him. Saban Analytics on the Twitter <laughs> went out. And he said Wisconsin. Uh, our current BPI is we're twenty fourth in BPI. I know what that is. We're 18th in SOR. No idea what that is. Uh, <laughs> without Potter, we were 43rd and 85th. With Potter, we're 12th and 9th. So again, with Micah Potter, in however many games he's played with us now, we're 12th in the BPI, 9th in the SOR, whatever that is. Uh, so a, a, a huge difference between the two, uh, having Micah Potter. Thank you, NCA. God, I can't get over it. Um, we're a different team with Micah Potter. He makes us much better. He does, he's, especially as, I feel like as the season has progressed, he's done more of the kind of things you expect out of a Wisconsin player. The He's been playing much better defensively. I think, I, it's hard to say against Toro, but um, he's been, I think overall he's been playing much better defensively. I think 
in an earlier game in the season, he wouldn't have been able to be on the court against Otoro because I think he would have been being torched too much. Again, take that with a grain of salt because Otoro had a great game. Uh, I think he's been scrappier. He definitely cares. Like you, you see him out there. His just energy. He's trying to pump up the fans. He he. I don't know. He, he he's bringing a lot of energy to this team. Really, uh, and bringing the swag. He's he's, and, he's he's the player that brings that swag, and I, that's what I like. Uh, yeah. I like to see. I mean, I obviously, like yeah. Because other than him, the only other player who's like emotional is Davison. When Davison does it, you just kind of roll your eyes. Yeah, you're like <laughs> Davison's at it again. When Potter does it, you're like, yeah, let's go. Uh, it's a very different feeling. It's a very different feeling. And those, are, but Trice is just he's just cool. You know, in any, yep. any circumstance. And lean forward. It, it sometimes I question if he knows he even knows what's going on. <laughs> floating in and out of the game. Reavers doesn't show any emotion, so it's it's nice to have not Davison being the emotional leader out there. Uh, but I guess that I just want to point out the stats there. Uh, yeah, no. How much better we are with Potter. That was uh, some great A statage by yeah. you. Way, yeah. to, way to pull it up, timely yeah. manner, yeah. Um, and know what the stats mean. That was Boom. awesome. Yeah, except what, except what SOR is. Don't know what that yeah. is, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, we improved so much in that, I wanted to bring it up. Uh, the BYU had it. This, so this guy went through, uh, Paul Saban at Saban Analytics, twitter.com. Um, had some great ones. Uh, <laughs> BYU is, they went from 52 without Childs. Again, don't know who Childs is, but up to six in the BPI. Crazy, crazy job. Crazy. Uh, so BYU apparently got Childs back, uh, and that's made a difference. <laughs> don't know who that is. <laughs> Not Jerry Childs is. Uh, but they beat San Diego State. So there you go. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. Now let's talk about the other Badgers basketball news. Badger basketball related, I guess. It doesn't really involve related. Wisconsin anymore. Yeah. Your boy, Kobe King. My boy. Really your boy. Uh, transfers to Nebraska. Picks Nebraska. Yeah. Um, I'm do you want to go first? Do you want to go feelings. first? I'm curious about your I'm curious about Casey's feelings. Because that was so, the first thing I thought of when I saw this headline was like, we uh we proclaimed on this podcast that yeah. hey man you could do what you want yeah you know we're gonna root for you yeah and then it comes down I see the headline he chooses Nebraska my first thought was like where is Casey going with this yeah where well the- first of all um I don't think we're rooting for him anymore I think <laughs> I believe uh, it was a conditional rooting for as long as he didn't go to Marquette or Big Ten school and he picked a think- Big Ten school um we'll talk about how weird that choice is but i just in 2020 can i just say i'm not rooting for him anymore can i just say like i hope this doesn't work out for him Uh, i hope he's i hope he's happier i hope this fits him better i hope he's a happier human being because of this experience and i hope he does well emotionally (laughs) but i'm gonna root Against the basketball Kobe King, and I'm going to boo the crap out of him when he comes back. Granted, I probably won't be there, but from my couch, I don't really <laughs> sit down during the game. As I'm pacing during the game, I'm going to be booing him. Um, I don't know what offers were out there for him. I heard rumors of some other Big Ten schools. I heard rumors of like uh, Gonzaga being interested. I don't know how true those are. Uh, but to transfer within the Big Ten seems like a, a middle finger to Wisconsin. That's probably not fair, but that's how it feels. Uh, yep. And I just, I don't need to be sit here and be the good guy. All right, you came to our school, you quit on us mid-season, uh, and you're going to a, a competing school. 
I don't have to have good feelings for you anymore. I feel like I can be done having good feelings, done wishing the best for him, and I can just be like, you know what, dude? Forget you. Go play at Nebraska. Have fun. I hope you lose two times a year to Wisconsin. Dang. Dang. That, I, I'm, Jason's harsh. He's going to get I don't, kid. You're I don't, like, I feel like a jerk because he's a kid and, you know, whatever. He he can play wherever he wants and he's, he's I don't. I don't fault him for any of his decisions. He's able to make his decisions. That's fine. But I can react to his decisions. Right? I can yes. I can dislike his decisions. I'm not saying he shouldn't make them. I just dislike them and it angers me that angers me strong. It frustrates me he went to Nebraska and I will root against him very gladly. That's where I stand on. <laughs> I don't know if that's okay. I don't know if we're allowed to do this these days. But I, I'm not saying he should have transferred. I'm not saying he should have gone to Nebraska. Again, we'll talk about the fit and Nebraska in a moment. Um, yeah. But I can dislike his decision to go to Nebraska, and I can feel like I can be I can be upset by it, and I am. And yes, I hope he, I hope he is... loses all of his games in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he win all the sports except for Kobe King. I hope he lose them all. Um, oh. That is about on par or what I thought you were going to go with it. Uh, so I'm yeah. glad I know you a little bit here. I yeah, think, good. no, I think that's your right as a fan. I think that's going to be uh, the sentiment of most fans. Those boo birds are going to fly so hard his first time he sets back to the Cole Center. Um, I hope it's a big hubbub. And yeah, like I said, it's good for him. I th- at, my, at first I was shocked. Then I thought oh, it kind of makes sense uh, yeah. for what Horboard is trying to do. Uh, for what and what Kobe's trying to do, you yeah. know, we want want to be a more open space guard off the dribble a little bit more, um, you know, run up the score type of guard. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's one of those things. Hey, man, you did it. Congrats. And like you said, now I'm done. Now yeah. the line has been drawn. You drew the line. You went to Nebraska. This is over. What's we're broken up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're broken up. <laughs> so going to Nebraska, you can talk about it being a more off, more open offense, and I, I know that was a lot of the the talk about when he decided to transfer and stuff. But if you look, Wisconsin's offense seems so much more open and so much more free flowing without Kobe King. It's Unbelievable. I mean, the spacing of Wisconsin's offense is so much better without Kobe King on the floor, without him having holding on to the ball. Uh, I I agree that his fit will probably be better at Nebraska, but like the idea that Wisconsin's offense was holding him back, I think is 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 a bit a bit much. Um, and his kind of talking about just being used for winning and. Uh, all the kind of negative things he said, um, you know, good luck doing that at Nebraska. I mean, because they're not they're not winning basketball games, right? They're right. Uh, they lost to Northwestern today. Uh, they shot eight for thirty from the free throw line today. Nebraska did, um, and lost to Northwestern, who hadn't won a Big Ten game in twelve games. Uh, he was worried about the direction of the Wisconsin program. I would point to since he left Wisconsin is. Five, six and one now since he left. And I guess the one is the Iowa game, which is directly after he left. And they should have won, except the refs. Well, one, Brad Davison punched a guy in the nuts. And two, the refs also were terrible uh, down the stretch there. And we still had a chance to win. 
um, I think the direction of those, these two programs is quite clear. And he jumped on a rising ship to a falling ship. Um, so good luck with that. I, uh, just the whole narrative around this is seems so backwards to me and what he actually wants to get accomplished. I don't know what he wants to get accomplished, I guess, to be, to be fair. Um, yeah, it just, Nebraska may be good and they may figure it out. And yeah. Kobe King may be better with that team. But it seems clear to me that with Mike, Micah Potter and without Kobe King, Wisconsin is a much more efficient offensive basketball team. Um, and some of that is Micah Potter coming on. Some of that is Kobe King leaving, uh, or, or excuse me, not being on the team. Um, and I don't know where you draw the line, but it doesn't look great for him. I don't think that Wisconsin has been so successful without him. No, yeah, that does not. I think, um, so I had a source tell me that Kobe King was looking to play for Horberg at Iowa State coming out of high school. Yeah. But now I'm looking at, I don't think the time matches up. So I think that might be false, but I'll go with it just for giving the benefit of the doubt. Um, yeah, but we're still broken up. Yeah. I just, I just want to, for the record, we'll not be wishing the best for Kobe King anymore. <laughs> not, okay. Not, not doing that. Rooting against him big time. Statement. All right. That's like a statement I, as a podcast. I feel like I had I had a point, and then I kind of went off the the rails a little bit there towards the end. So let's tighten it back up, and uh-huh. uh, I guess move on from college basketball. <laughs> college basketball things. Uh, Duke lost again, right? That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. They're probably still a two seed, but they lost, and that was yeah. Was Baylor fun. lost, so are they good? Yeah, uh, t- they lost two of their last three now. Yeah, um, are they good? I don't like why. <laughs> I, don't, I hate to be, uh, you know, do this bit again, Marlon, but God, Big 12 basketball. Not, 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 not a fan of it. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. Um, yeah, Baylor lost. I thought they were winning and then I left. I, I was at my parents, uh, and then I went in the car and found out they lost. <laughs> they went, boy, they can't take on an 18 1 run or something at the end of the game. I'd given, I'd given up on the game. Uh, and Baylor lost. Pretty sure they're not good. Uh, probably still one seed though. <laughs> <laughs> Is Dayton good? They only have two losses. Dayton's good. Dayton's fun to watch. They they play really good basketball. Uh, Obi Toppin's great. He's he's a lot of fun to watch. Great basketball. Great name in general. Whether you play basketball yeah. or not, Obi Toppin. Fantastic name. Fantastic name. Even better when you're playing basketball. Um, they're really fun to watch. Uh, and are good. I don't. It's just when you're in. What are they in the Atlantic Ten or something? Yeah. Um, it's just. Hard to tell how good the teams they apply are against, you know, going through a Big Ten slate. Um, but they're fun to watch. They they play really, uh, they move really well on offense. Move the ball. It's it's really enjoyable to watch as far as that goes. Nice. I think, I think they're good. Yep. I think that they are good enough to be a Final Four team. Ooh. But. Uh, I don't. I don't know. That said, they could lose at any moment, but uh, any team could, right? But uh, yeah. I think. I think they're. I think they're. I would. I think they're more for real than Baylor. Let's put it that okay. way. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. But I'd put. Well, them, we're getting close selection Sunday. I put them pretty so, solidly on the on the two line, and I'd pick them to go to lead eight. Unless Wisconsin's in they're the seventh seed in their in their group. Put it in. Then, ink. then I would totally pick Wisconsin over them. <laughs> This is why I lose all my brackets because I was constantly going like the lead every year. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
Anything else basketball-wise? I think that's it. I think that is, is it. Let me click on NCAA basketball, see if anything pops up. <laughs> it's professionals. Professionals at work. Oh, Kentucky's good. Kentucky looks good. They beat Auburn. That was fun. They look good. I'm a little worried about them. Uh, Richardson's been great in there. He provides the energy for that team. They're really good. What link did I click on? What are all these words? I thought it was a ranking. There we go. All right. I'm out in San Diego uh, State, Marlo. You still in San Diego State? They lost. No, I'm not in uh, San out. Diego State. I'm so out on San Diego I'm State. I'm out on them. I don't agree with this list. All right. Oh, Villanova. So bad. All right. Move on. All right. Let's go on. I'm just looking at a list of <laughs> power rankings, <laughs> commenting as I scroll through it. Oregon at 14. Get out of here. All right. All right. Other All Badgers. Right. Moving on. Done with basketball. Casey, the draft or the draft combine was this past weekend. Uh, which you know is for for people on the on the inside of the NFL is just Christmas in late February, yeah. extended February as you. We all out. really wish Christmas was in late February. Yeah, exactly. Um, so combine, we had some Badgers there. What's our report? Um, John Taylor's fast. He is fast. He what had the. Was it four three nine? It was. Is that what it ended yeah. up being? Uh, Everyone officially. was freaking out. Everyone was freaking out. It. I get. <laughs> did I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Taylor going into this process, like coming out of the season, like everyone's like, yeah, he's good, but he's like Wisconsin running back good. Um, yeah. And he wasn't that high on boards, and then he he came in to the to his combine, ran that, um, ran that forty. Showed out in some other places, and everyone's just freaking out about Taylor now. Yeah, no, he uh, so he was fast in the forty yard dash. I think he had a good cone score, but I don't know what a good cone score is because, I mean, come on. Um, but I definitely watched that, and I was like, "Well, this is why he ran track <laughs> in the spring, <laughs> like, so he could he could run the forty yard dash well." Uh, we all knew he was fast. We all knew blowing through those secondaries, he was fast. It's just cool to see. Uh, I saw a, a thing on on Twitter uh, where he was they imposed like Odell Beckham and uh, Julio Jones and stuff who finished like slightly behind him as mm. he was running it, and you see him kind of separate from them just to see him be that quick uh, was really cool. Um, he's just I've just been impressed with him through this whole process. Uh, he's done well in uh, the measurables, but he's also yeah. been great in interviews. Talked about like. Wisconsin running backs being a fraternity and talking about, you know, his relationship with uh, Corey Clement, Melvin Gordon. And it's just, it's just been really cool. And like watching it as a Wisconsin fan has just been really fun, really fun to watch and really enjoyable. Yeah. It's been, uh, what I love about the draft is just seeing highlights on Twitter of, of the combine. That's fun to me. Uh, That's about all I've watched. I've just seen, I've watched the draft combine through Twitter. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't looked at any of it. Yeah, it's the only way to take it. It, like, it. it goes on during the day, like Wednesday through Friday. Awesome. Yeah. Um, give the people what they want. Make it prime time. Like watch people, <laughs> run around people, people don't want that. People do not want that. <laughs> All right. Other Badgers in the combine. You got Cephas, uh, standout wide receiver that also came out early. Yeah. And he's pretty strong. Yeah. And he can jump. 
Yeah, I had 23 bench press reps, which was the most of, uh, I think, any skill position. It was at least wide receivers. And he jumped really high, had those good measurables. A little bit of a slower uh, 40-yard dash yeah. with, uh, I think it was like 4-7, something like that, which yeah. is a little bit slow. Um, but also had good pub with, um, oh, shoot, what's Ohio State and Michigan quarterbacks coming out and saying he was the toughest wide receiver they had to cover all year. I know it was Ohio State's top cornerback who's going to go like number four overall. I can't think of his name. Shoot. Um, but other players talking very well of Cephas, and I expect him to go pretty high. Higher than I did going into this process, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think, again, after the season, his draft grade was in the uh, four or five round, I believe. Yeah. Um, and, then, but I think, and then he had his 40, which he did first, and Again, people were freaking out. Cephas wasn't a good receiver, and then he he got strong and he yeah. started jumping high. And everyone's like, "Okay, never mind. We're good." Um, yeah, I, I should I should say this wide receiver draft draft class is loaded, though. So, like, yeah, uh, I mean, they're talking about what like four or five guys going in the first round. I mean, it's it's yeah. absolutely a great draft class. So, yeah, maybe he'll slip because of that. Whereas in a different year, I think he'd, he'd go a lot higher. But I don't know, just kind of. Seeing going back through, you know, as as the um, process has gone on, um, seeing his highlights and things like him blowing through the secondary against Minnesota for a touchdown in the snow, I I can't watch that enough. Uh, I should go watch it right now. Um, <laughs> but I just think he, I don't know. I'm I'm expecting good things out of him at the at the next level, and I think if he was in an offense that um, wasn't so run dominant, uh, that he would. I don't know. It, it, it's a kind of horse of peace, right? Because he right. he made plays when he needed to. And if you watch this Wisconsin team, well, you knew when it was third and seven, third and eight, you knew who they were looking for. And more times than not, he made the play. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I would have no qualms with my team taking him. I would. Um, <laughs> I would have qualms with your team taking him. Oh, I, I with your team taking him. I'm like, you just want to no, put no, that I, stink on him. No, 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 no. Not at all. I wouldn't have qualms with I team taking him. God, uh, imagine Cephas in the slot for Rodgers. Holy shit. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> fucking okay. 10 years or whatever. That'd be great. People don't <laughs> draft him to like the fifth round. <laughs> of course. Yeah. That's where that's where you get all your players. Uh, yeah. Well. Anyways, uh, Zach, Brown, uh, Zach Bond. Yeah. Uh, he's also strong. strong. Yeah. Got 24 reps on the bench press, which is third most amongst linebackers. Um, that's cool. How much can you bench, Casey? I can't remember the last time I benched. <laughs> Probably high school. Probably high school. And you, were you putting up two twenty five then? Probably. I it, memory's fuzzy, but yes, absolutely <laughs> two twenty five. I was listening to a podcast with uh, Craig Kilborn. He was on the Ryan Rosillo show, and yeah. uh, he's like, I benched like. 285 or 185? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's a bit of a range. <laughs> it wasn't a even in the middle. It was like this, I presume, relative, again, I don't know. I have no idea how much I can bench. Uh, it's less than 285. I doubt I could even bench 185. I have no idea. Um, I'm on a body weight workout, Marlo, uh, for, oh, my, yeah. for my strength. Body, body my strength uh, train. Yeah. Resistant yeah. band guy. Because you, when you when you bench, you have to have a spotter, right? You can't just do that by yourself. Uh, I mean, there's some people that walk on the wild side. 
Yeah, I just do what does matter. I'm, you know, I'm not one of those guys, Marlo. I, I like to keep it safe. Just do some <laughs> push-ups and pull-ups and call it a day. <laughs> hey, I, I, I agree. Always keep it safe. Timmy, <laughs> tell me, she, do you, but you do CrossFit. You don't do bench presses in CrossFit. No, I don't. I you don't throw do like medicine balls and <laughs> jump up, jump up boxes. We just, we don't, yeah, don't do bench press. You take the weight and throw it over our head. There you That's go. All. How much can you? Okay, Marlo. How much can you bench? Uh, I think, well, it's funny to ask, I don't, because we do actually have been benching. So I threw up 225 three times the other day. Oh, okay. Okay. I could pretty much be in the NFL. So I'm probably a third as strong as you, so I could do like 70. Nice. Could totally (laughs) do 70. (laughs) One third the strength. (laughs) <laughs> one third this <laughs> I like that. Let's try let's run the Zek Buck. Um new at the combine this year, Marlo. Uh they they had the end zone corner fade drill for wide receivers, which was hilarious. Yeah. Um in part because one, this was an idea. And two, uh they set up cones in the middle of the field instead of using the actual end <laughs> the zone. Actual end zone. <laughs> so it's hilarious. They were like running corner fade against cones. Uh but nobody should run the end zone corner fade. And the fact that they're like using this as a way to uh, measure talent was absolutely hilarious. Uh, and just watching the clips of it was just was just great. Um, so I wanted to comment on that. The end zone corner fade, which is run a bazillion times in the NFL in a given week, but seems to be Shouldn't the be. least effective. But it's, it doesn't seem effective. And I can't tell it's because people just don't know how to run the, the, the fade anymore. As far as the receivers, I think obviously the quarterbacks can make the toss, but you know, like it's it's run how many times to it's where it should be. It's not successful. Do you know what I'm saying? Here? Yeah, no, it's like, a it, terrible like success rate on it. Yeah, yeah. So I I know the fact that it's a combine thing uh, is ridiculous, yeah. and just go out and if you haven't seen it, look it up and. Just know that there's an end zone somewhere in that field that they could be doing this instead of having a million orange cones around them. <laughs> uh, look at that. All right. Other NFL stuff, Marlo. Or anything else yeah. on the combine? Uh, no. The only thing is there, was, there wasn't that many like combine stories that came out. I, I no, do like, feel like stuff. the combine used to be a bigger thing. Or is it just yeah. my attentions elsewhere? I, I feel No, I feel like it was a bigger thing. We always used to hear Wonder League scores leaking out. Who had like a seven on there? I haven't even heard the word Wonderlick. Right, exactly. Is or that a who, thing anymore? I think they still do the Wonderlick. Or uh, I'm pretty sure. Or um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's because we have no. We don't have like we don't have more tape. Like we, everyone still has the same amount of tape. I don't know. I don't know why we don't hear more about the combine. I Unless was thinking about the combine, and I was like, how does this matter in any of this? Because you're yes. what. You're like you see these guys play football. Like, well, yeah. how does this matter at all? Yes. Um. Like, I didn't need Jonathan Taylor to run forty yards to know that he's fast and can break through secondaries. Well, I've seen apparently that people did. Apparently, it's people weird. Did. It's weird. And yeah. if he ran like a four, so a, a four four five or something that's like relatively average, you'd yeah. be like, you would discount that over all the things he's done in the football. It seems weird. I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, well, Joe Joe Burrow measured his hands in at nine inches, and everyone lost their big. mind because now that was big. That was, he threat he threatened to retire over it. That was <laughs> hilarious. 
How do you feel about the whole Joe Burrow? Should he play in Cincinnati? Does he need to say he wants to play in Cincinnati? Um, Such a manufactured story that I don't care. Yeah? yeah. He's going to play wherever he's going. That's what he, what he said. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's... I do think it's weird that athletes have to just go wherever they're picked. It's a little weird, right? Like, cause like when we yeah. graduate college, it's not like, you know, somebody's like, oh, I'm going to draft you and you have to go live in whatever Seattle, but yeah. they have to go and live in, he has to go live in Cincinnati cause they just happen to have the first round draft pick. It's kind of weird. Although I don't like the, that'd be the so al- dope though. It'd be, it would be dope to live in Cincinnati and, no, not Cincinnati, but like to have a draft for like your profession, like you you graduate. Yeah, college you, you 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 enter your name in the draft, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, the accounting draft twenty twenty. <laughs> I don't know where I'm gonna go. I don't know where I'm gonna go. You end up in Tampa. Some. <laughs> I can guarantee you, it worked out worse for me than I, it. It actually ended up ended up working out because let me tell you, I did not I did not perform well at the combine. I would not have performed well at the combine. <laughs> uh, although we got stress. We can have ten key though. We can have ten key. That might have helped. That would probably be the equivalent, yeah. accounting equivalent of the forty yard dashes. How fast you are in a ten key? Uh, <laughs> we've done great on that. We've done great on that. Uh, <laughs> all right, other NFL stuff, Marlo. Tony Romo uh, gets a. Yeah. It sounds like Greatest. seventeen million dollar a year or a seventeen one year seventeen million dollar contract. Still a little unclear. Greatest, greatest, greatest in the booth character ever. Obviously. Yeah. Huge deal, $17 million to say with CBS. Uh, I looked it up, Marlo, because you asked me, and I said, I'm going to look it up, and I looked you're it up. Just, you're just stats guy tonight. I was. I uh, subbed in for the research department on this one thing, uh, and it's a higher APY average per year. Uh, accounting talk, Marlo. I'm sorry. It was in the no. combine mode, in combine mode. Uh, than any contract that he had playing, actually playing football. Yeah, uh, his highest he had about a sixty million ish. His last contract was about sixty million dollars APY. Uh, so he's going to be making more this year broadcasting than he averaged at any contract in uh, playing the football, uh, which is interesting. I don't know. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think about this deal, Marlo? That's. I mean, I, I again, I don't even know if every like Troy Aikman and all them are comparable, and this is yeah. why it's a big deal. That's I don't fair. know. Yeah, it's, we, a, it's it's a it's a lot of money. Right, Research department should have looked that up too. Yeah, <laughs> but seventeen million dollars, like it just seems like Tony is kind of. I mean, he's good, but it just seems like his trajectory has been like he's failed upwards. You know, like he's above average quarterback who happened to play for Dallas, so he gets yeah. this big contract. Mm. Never like gets one playoff win, goes directly into the booth. Everyone flips out because they let him like call plays before they happen, and now he's like the highest paid broadcaster uh, in the game. You know, it's just it's it's wild. Um, it's crazy. I'm, I'd be curious to see what Troy Aikman thinks about something like this. Um, you know, and, and all the other other commentators out there. But hey, man, good for you, Tony. Way to. I mean, <laughs> I I'm just I'm just jealous. Yeah, we yeah, We're getting paid a little bit less than seventy million dollars uh, for for this podcast. Well, so the first link I clicked on was a uh, mommyish.com. For some reason, that was the first one. It says $1 million for Trachman. That doesn't seem right. It basically gave right. $1 million to everybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> seems wrong. Seems wrong. I don't know how good mommyish is on, on the source. I'll have to check that. Um, 
That, that was an interesting take. He said, kind of feeling upwards uh, or being average upwards. Uh, that's yeah. kind of my yeah, story of my life. Story of my life. Uh, back home, <laughs> though, uh, realm we're not getting so clean sailing. Uh, there is a naming rights. Controversy is a strong word, but that's what I wrote down. A naming rights argument. They're trying to name. He's from Burlington, Wisconsin. Uh, if you've ever gone there, you'd probably know that because they like to bring it up. Um, back in kind of my, my hometown area. And they're trying to name the football field after him. The stadium is named after the guy who coached him during his time there, which they were apparently relatively successful. He apparently is a good, uh, at least above average quarterback. Um, and they're trying to name the field after him. And for some reason, there's not unanimous, unanimous support for this, which I don't, I don't understand. He's an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Like what? I, I, I guess I don't know how tied into the community he is. And, you know, he's, to be to be fair, far too famous for Burlington, Wisconsin, to like go hang out and support the local community. But um, yeah, it's not it's I not mean, just a guys, uh, dot the i the field's name after him. I'm a little surprised by that. I'm not. I could see Packers fans just not wanting Tony Romo's name in in their town. Uh, no, yeah, he's from there. Yeah, and it's just um, you know they they don't want to hear that Des actually caught it for the next. Every time they got to go to a high school football game, you didn't catch it. Well, there's a clear catch. <laughs> there's a rule about this, and they I knew reviewed it. it. I knew that trigger you, and they didn't. He didn't. He didn't catch it. Um, now I, I'm just surprised. I don't. I don't really have any much beyond that. I'm just. I, I thought it would be just a you know a dot the i. Uh, it's called Tony Romo Field. Yeah. Um, but once you name the stadium in the field, where do you go from there? You know. Where do you know. go from there? But <laughs> maybe they're just waiting for him to like donate a bunch of money before they can. Oh, there you go. They got they got to buy new you know bleachers for them to name the field after yep. him. Yep. That's the only way I'm working anything named after us, Marl. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, other NFL Bears, Marl. Let's talk about your Bears. Bears. They news. rumors. Uh, rumor picked up this week. They're looking to add a veteran quarterback. Well, yeah, and it's after the Bears, uh, you know, their traditional uh, what do you call, press conference that each team has, each GM yeah. has at the at the combine. They adamantly came out and said, uh, "Mitch is our guy; he'll be the starter." And then quickly after that, they're like, "We're going to add; we're probably going to add our veteran quarterback." Um, so, yeah, Mitch is the guy because that's that's what we need a veteran quarterback in the back. So. Been seeing that they've been eyeing up um, Mr. Andy Dalton. Yeah. Which, oof, that would come full circle in my life. And Andy <laughs> Dalton was the backup quarterback for the Bears, which we all know will be soon the starting quarterback at some point. Uh, Feels in like twenty twenty In the 2020 season. So, I don't know. Veteran quarterbacks out there, running through the list. Like Andy Dalton was always on that list. I, yep. Whatever. Um, he's still, he's and, still uh, with the Bengals, you'd have to trade for Andy Dalton. Right, yeah, the trade for Andy Dalton. I think most, I mean, if you're, uh, actually, I think the quote was a veteran quarterback that has substantial starting experience, I think was the quote. Okay. Um. So what does that narrow it down to? I mean, like Andy Dalton, who's going to get rid of a veteran quarterback? Since the Bengals will. You know, yeah. Cam's been thrown out there because he's yeah. broken. Yeah. Um. trying to think. Hey. You got, well, you got no, Phillip Rivers. Phillip's Phillip, not going to be a backup, though. Right, he would never. Yeah, no, yeah, he's not gonna. Phillips not gonna come be a backup. That's a good point. That's a good point. Eli retired. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Mariota. 
Uh, Mariota, yeah. I could see a Mar- I could see Mariota. I, not that I'd want that, but I could see I could see that being think they could make Mariota fit in that system. <sighs> I think he's at least exciting. No, I'm not. I would not be excited about that at all. I don't. Uh, I yeah. I don't know who else is out there. Tannehill is Tannehill available? Good, that's a good question. I mean, he's kind of linked to. I guess Tom Brady's out there, right? That's he's. It's true. Tom Brady is a free agent. Technically Tom available. Brady. He's coming as a backup for twenty million dollars a year. Um, oh yeah, we yeah, got. I don't know. That's true. You got to think. You got if they if they're saying that uh, Trubisky is the starter, right? You got to think of somebody who'd be willing to come in as a backup. Yeah, obviously Tom Brady's not doing that. Phil Rivers isn't doing that. Yeah, that yeah. like pigeonholes you to be. I mean, yeah, no, hundred percent. But they're not. They're not coming. Even if you're like you have a chance to come in and win the job, they're not going to compete for the job with Trubisky, right? So, right, yeah, Trubisky's going to day one. And it's just like it's just a ticking time to win. Like all the boo birds start coming, and we have to make a change. Call it week three. Let's just call it week three. <sighs> You can't bring in a veteran quarterback. <laughs> you have to be. You have to be all in. Or, it's all in on uh, Trubisky or not. Uh, how can you? How can you? How can you bring in an Andy Dalton, a Ryan Tannehill, a Mariota, who is at least as good as Trubisky? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And play this season out, and then expect Trubisky, who had not the. St- Strongest of egos, as somebody who has a fragile ego, not the strongest <laughs> of egos. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how this works out well for Trubisky in any any of these situations. Well, no, yeah, it's it's not. This is a, this is a dead man walking season, right? And you say that even if the the veteran quarterback thing wasn't on the table, like they haven't they have vehemently said that there's still it's a wait and see on the fifth year option, right? Um, you so know, like, that's this like year. They have to decide this year on the fifth job. Is this his fourth? Right. No, this is his third. This is his fourth year already. No, this has yes. to be his third year. Though this God. will be going into his fourth. Yeah. Holy cow! Yep. Time flies. Pat, this is Pat's second. Oh, he's a, he's a year behind Mariota. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll be going into his fourth season. So yeah, that's. Yeah, that's it. I mean, he has to put up or not. So it doesn't. It really doesn't even matter. And that that veteran, it would just be a band aid again, um, yeah. Because that's what we do: is put band aids on on large gashes. Um, yeah. yeah, and then hope for the best. Interesting. I don't know. I don't like any of this. What would you have to give up for uh, an? Andy I don't know. Dalton? Like a draft no pick, idea. probably draft pick. Yeah, I'm sure it's draft pick. That's all NFL does is just draft picks. So. <sighs> just throw in a fucking third rounder. I don't know. That's too high. Six rounder. But you're gonna bring Andy Dalton in at I, I looked it up, he has a like eighteen million dollar cap hit to be a backup? Yeah, I guess. I mean a, his hair basically plan. matches the the C on the helmet, so there's that. That's that's true. <laughs> if you're right at home. Um I, I don't know. That doesn't you, if you're paying him that kind of money, you gotta bring him in and be like, you can be the starter. And that will just destroy Mitch Trubisky and the well, yeah, it'll I mean, go I, in the fetal I, position. If anybody that comes in, if their agents and people aren't telling them like you will be the starter by like week four or whenever the buy is at the, or on the schedule, if not before that, then their people aren't doing them justice because that's exactly what's going to happen. 
Well, I, feel like, you, I feel like you could do that with like a Mariota, right, or Tannehill, and be like, "Look, you've kind of had a career, but bringing the Andy Dalton is like the writing's on the wall, and you should have just from the get go said like it's Andy Dalton's team." Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't. I, don't I, I feel like you have a very high guard for Andy Dalton. I don't think he's that good, but I, I understand no, the setup that you're coming from. But you're gonna bring him in and be. Again, it's 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 more the cap money, I think, than my regard for Andy Dalton. Um, you're bringing a guy in, you're paying him eighteen million dollars or seventeen million dollars or whatever it is to be a backup. You traded for him to be a backup. I mean, they've already, so they've already weird. done this. They did this reverse. They brought him uh, uh, McGloin, paid him a bunch of money, and then drafted uh, Mitch. And then by like again, it was by like week three or four, they put in Mitch. Well, that's um, just. I mean. It's a different situation that's turning towards the future. This is like, let's plug in this veteran to salvage our window that we have here. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I get, yeah, I, I get that. But I think, I just I, think if you trade for Andy Dalton, it's just like the writing is on the wall in permanent marker. If you do some of these other moves, uh, like a just legit, legitimate free agent signing, it's, you can at least kind of like pitch it as Mitch still has a chance. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know where you go. I don't know where you go with it. Um, but I'm glad we talked about it. it made me feel better. Yeah, made me good. feel better. Did that awesome. help you? Did it help you, Marl? No, help, not help at all. You felt at all? I'm so excited for Andy Dalton. The Red Rocket. <laughs> the Red Rocket. <laughs> all right. Moving Case on. Keenum was another NFL. name. That's fun. NFL is king. See how long we talk about the NFL? And there's having to mean a game played. Uh, want to talk about some games that are being played? Casey, sure we can the try NBA side of things. NBA said, "Well, we're not going to talk so much about games actually being played. Uh, sure. We're going to talk about the newest slash only NBA beef. Are there NBA beefs anymore? Well, we have one, Marlo. Uh, James Harden came out in an interview with Rachel Nichols, took some shots at Giannis for some reason. Um, basically said, uh, I'll summarize it down to: He said that Giannis has no skill, and if James Harden was seven feet tall." Uh, and had no skill, he would be just as good. Uh, and then Giannis went out and had like a 40-point, 20-rebound game and just, you know, no skill. Uh, it's a hilarious beef. Uh, James Harden, I think, just kind of looked at the NBA landscape and said, like, how can I become more unlikable? <laughs> I know. I'm going to go after the guy with the the most likable guy in the NBA and take shots at him. And that's what he did. And... Uh, They've had a little bit of a kind of back and forth going. I think it goes back to uh, their um, last year when Giannis won the MVP over Harden. Uh, And I don't know. Harden just seems like he has a chip on his shoulder about it. Giannis has taken shots at Harden, uh, most notably in the All-Star Game draft, saying he picked, I forget who it was. I think it was uh, Kimba Walker over Harden because he wanted somebody who would pass. So little things like that. But when Giannis says it, it seems fun. Yeah, because uh, so, he's kind uh, of a jokester. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like Giannis does a lot of trash talking, but he does it with a smile. So everyone's like, "Oh, that's cute." Yeah. <laughs> so, and Harden's yeah, just I, I, a curmudgeon. Yeah, exactly. He's just well, you can't see his face, so there's no emotion. That's, there. no, that's fair. Um, yeah. So, but it did it did lead to a lot of uh, on Buck's Twitter a lot of Giannis highlights of him. You know. Uh, I'm one dunking over people because he's seven feet tall, which is fun. But like, 
just highlights of his his zero steps, his body movement, and things that you know are quote unquote no skill in James Harden's view. Um, it was just it's just been a lot of fun on Bucks Twitter uh, uh, re- regarding this, and it's it's kind of fun to have a beef because I don't think we've had a a superstar beef. When was the I don't even know. Like you have know, to go, go back in the day, right? Back, back, back when basketball was basketball. Yeah, well, I mean, you felt there was a little bit of it with between Golden State and LeBron. Yeah, Cleveland, it was right? That. There was yeah, a little bit of that. A little bit there. I try to think, yeah, because I feel like any beef. I was trying to think LeBron specifically. Yeah. Oh, there was the. I mean, it wasn't a superstar, but there's uh, uh, who was LeBron? Dude, blew in LeBron's ear. Stephen Jackson? No. Yeah. Was it Steven Jackson? Mm, might have been Steven Jackson. No. Yeah. There, there was a little bit of that where he was trying to get in his head. And then yeah. you got to go back to like LeBron Cleveland. That was kind of kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, or excuse me, LeBron uh, or Celtics, not Cleveland, Celtics. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of a thing. But like this is like a out in the media taking shots, which is which is kind of fun. And I think Giannis just kind of laughs it off and then scores 40 points in, in like 27 minutes. It's been, it's yeah. great. Nice. It's been an amazing buck season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Um, and yeah, Harden bitching about the MVP trophy and trying to take shots at Giannis is only adding to it. Um, side NBA note, um, my favorite kind of shadow NBA story is that uh, Chris Middleton has having the season that everybody thinks Jason Tatum is having. Uh, that's been a lot of fun to follow because in every statistical category, uh, Middleton is exceeding Tatum, but the national media... Uh, has dubbed Tatum as the next big thing, and it's been really fun to watch. It's kind of a Bucks corner thing, like the media's out to get us. Our guys better, uh, so that's been fun to follow too. It's been out right. the last couple of games with neck soreness, though, so that's a little worrisome. But uh, and they, dunking. the Bucks scored under 100 points for the first time in like forever, so they broke that streak. NBA record streak was broken. Brutal. All right, that was talking Bucks basketball. There we go. We did it. We did it. We did it. But now we got America's favorite segment coming up. Yeah. Casey's corner kick. Yeah, you thought I talked a lot. That segment. Get ready <laughs> for this one. Marlo, an absolute stunner in the Premier League this week. I hate I hate to say it. Um, but the money okay. pool have fallen. They were stunned by Watford towards the bottom of the league, Watford. Threes not just lost. Crushed by Watford, three to zero. Watford scoring three second half points. Um, I don't want to say it wasn't even that close because Liverpool just looked tired. They just looked like they were uninterested in this game. Uh, they looked like they weren't up for what uh, what they needed to do in this game. And Watford, to their credit, took advantage of it. It broke a streak of. Uh, Liverpool winning 18 straight Premier League wins. Speaking of records uh, or streaks being broken, and they hadn't, they had a 44 game unbeaten streak in the Premier League. Both of those crushed by Watford of all teams. Uh, Liverpool just looked unengaged. Uh, they looked like uncreative on the offensive end. Uh, just, just a bad loss. Uh, I think it's, um, if I had to put it to something, Marlo, I would say that it was a lack of squad rotation and a lot of important games that led up to this game. And one of the things that has made Liverpool so great 
is that they've kind of had this mental ability to just be engaged all of the time in all of their games, even when they're facing inferior opponents, which is is, is can be sometimes tough to do. Um, they've been engaged all this time. This game, they were not engaged. They also are missing Jordan Henderson, who's out on injury, who's kind of been their centerpiece, their glue in the midfield. Um, and without him, uh, Watford kind of controlled the ball and controlled this game and won 3-0. to zero. Very disappointing result. Um, I think you just kind of got to accept it and move on. I th- hope to see more squad rotation from Clap going forward, um, especially in Premier League games. Not that you want to lose Premier League games, um, but you don't have to win them all. You don't have to get results. You have an 18-point lead, I think it is now, um, in the league. Uh, I'd like to see some more rotation and see some other players get a chance to play while still having kind of the 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 mantra that I've had throughout this year. You're not going for an undefeated season anymore. You can kind of take your foot off the gas, rest some players, focus on the Champions League competition as well. So that was Liverpool's week. That was my kind of swan song on on their unbeaten streak, which was an amazing streak and a lot of fun to root for throughout it. Uh, midweek, well, coming up this week, two games for Liverpool. We got a midweek game Tuesday against Chelsea in the FA Cup. I don't remember what the FA Cup's about anymore, Marlo. I'm just... Focus on Champions League. Focus on the league. Um, FA Cup against Chelsea on Tuesday. And then the weekend Saturday, early morning game against Bournemouth. Back at Anfield, so home game. Uh, Hope to rebound from a loss, which, again, I haven't said in 44 games. (laughs) Just freaking unbelievable. Uh, That's next week and early Saturday. And then game of the week next week, Manchester City, Manchester United. Battle for Manchester, Sunday, 1130 that's the one to watch outside of Liverpool board with Marlo. That is the core. Oh, MLS started back. I know you're excited, Marlo. MLS is back. Um, I think it started last week. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It started. Kind of watched it, but not really. Not into it yet. Still in Premier League mode. Uh, that's the corner kick. That's it. That's the list. That was exciting. You need to need to take a shower after that one. Well, I, yeah, well, you know, Liverpool loses. You gotta, you gotta watch that, that loss off. <laughs> All right, so that is that's it for us. As always, uh, find us on Twitter. Myself at MarloJR, Casey at Prof Badger Fan. Um, be sure to keep up with leaving us a review, five star review anywhere you get this podcast. Casey, that's it for me. You got any last words? As always, fellow fans, up all your favorite teams win all the sports.